Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. It's Othello, but this time, in an imagined near future, in which a power-hungry Turkish president attempts an attack on Cyprus. Khalid Abdallah, Matthew Needham, and Cassie Layton star. defence reported a recent escalation in the number of Turkish jets violating Greek airspace on a daily basis. Earlier today, the Turkish foreign minister reiterated his country's intention to buy the S-600 missile system from Russia. The heroic Turkish army is prepared to take whatever steps are necessary to ensure the lives and security of Turkish Cypriots. We will not hesitate to invade Cyprus. Call urgently on Turkey to show restraint and to respect the sovereign rights of Cyprus and refrain from any illegal action to which the EU will respond appropriately and in full solidarity with Cyprus. Look now with favor on these your servants, joined together in marriage. May the grace of love and peace abide in your daughter Desdemona. Let her always follow. Heavens forbid that our loves and comforts should increase. Even as our days do grow. Amen <laughs> to that sweet power. <laughs> I cannot speak enough of this content. It stops me here. It is too much of joy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There is no composition in these news that gives them credit. Indeed, Your Grace, they are disproportioned. My letters say 107 galleys. Yeah, and mine, 140. And mine, 200. But though they jump not on a just account, as in these cases where the aim reports is oft with difference, yet do they all confirm a Turkish fleet and bearing up to Cyprus. Now, what's the business? The Ottomites, reverend and gracious, steering with due course towards the Isle of Rhodes, have there enjointed them with an afterfleet. Aye, so I thought. How many, as you guess? Of thirty sail. And now they do restem their backward course, bearing with frank appearance their purposes towards Cyprus. It is certain, then, for Cyprus. Bring General Othello to me. Masters! Play here, I will content your pains. First dance! First dance! Thanks, Mancasio! Sweeper of the <laughs> My testimony. <laughs> when you do dance, I wish you were waved from the sea <laughs> that you might ever do nothing. <laughs> First dance! <laughs> <laughs> Never tell me. I take it much unkindly that thou, Iago, who hast had my purse as if the strings were thine, shouldst know of this. Spurs, but you will not hear me. If ever I did dream of such a matter, abhor me. Thou toldst me thou didst hold him in thy hate. Despise me if I do not. Three great ones of the city in personal suit to make me his lieutenant off captain. And by the faith of man, I know my price. I am worth no worse a place. But the more 
as loving his own pride and purposes, says, I have already chose my officer. <laughs> mm. Amorty, forsooth, a great arithmetician. <laughs> One Michael Cassio, a Florentine, that never set a squadron in the field, nor the division of a battle knows more than a spinster. Mere prattle without practice is all his soldiership. Yeah. But he, sir, had the election, and I, of whom his eyes had seen the proof, at Rhodes, at Cyprus, and on other grounds, Christian and heathen, must be believed and calmed by debitor and creditor, this counter-caster. He, in good time, must his lieutenant be, and I, God bless the mark, his moorship's ensign. By heaven, I rather would have been his hangman. Aye, there's no remedy. Tis the curse of service. I would not follow him, then. Oh, Sir, content you. I follow him to serve my turn upon him. We cannot all be masters, nor all masters cannot be truly followed. <laughs> you shall mark many a knave who, trimmed in forms and visages of duty, keep yet their hearts attending on themselves, and, throwing but shows of service on their lord, do well thrive by them. And, when they have lined their coats, do themselves homage. These fellows have some soul, and such a one do I profess myself. For, sir, it is as sure as you are Rodrigo, were I the more, I would not be Iago. In following him, I follow but myself. <laughs> Heaven is my judge, not I for love and duty, but seeming so for my peculiar end. For when my outward action doth demonstrate the native act and figure of my heart in compliment extern, it is not long after but I will wear my heart upon my sleeve for doors to peck at. I am not what I am. What a full fortune does the thick lips own if he can carry it thus. Call up her father. What ho, Brabantio! Signor Brabantio! What is the reason of this terrible summons? What is the matter there? Signor, is all your family within? Are your doors locked? Why? Wherefore ask you this? Soon, sir, you're robbed. For shame, put on your gown. Your heart is burst. You've lost half your soul. Even now, now, very now, an old black ram is tupping your white you. Arise! Arise! What? Have you lost your wit? Most reverend senor, do you know my voice? Aye, what are you? My name is Rodrigo. Ah, the worst so welcome. I have charged thee not to haunt about my doors. In honest plainness thou hast heard me say, my daughter is not for thee. And now, in madness, being full of supper and distempering draughts, upon malicious bravery, dost thou come to start my quiet? Soon, sir, because we come to do you service and you think we are ruffians, you'll have your daughter covered with a Barbary horse. You'll have your nephews neigh to you. You'll have courses for cousins and genets for Germans. <laughs> I am one, sir, that comes to tell you your daughter and the moor are now making the beast with two backs. Thou art a villain. You are a senator. This thou shalt answer. I know thee, Rodrigo. Sir, I will answer anything, but I beseech you, if it be your pleasure and most wise consent, as partly I find it is, 
that your fair daughter at this odd, even, and dull watch of the night transported to the gross clasps of a lascivious morse. <laughs> if this be known to you and your allowance, we then have done you bold and saucy wrongs. Mm -hmm. But if you know not this, my manners tell me we have your wrong rebuke. This accident is not unlike my dream. Belief of it oppresses me already. Light, I say! Light! I must leave you. It seems not meet nor wholesome to my place to be produced, as if I stay I shall against the moor, for I do know the state. However, this may gall him with some check, cannot with safety cast him, for he's embarked with such loud reason to the Cypress Wars. Though I do hate him, as I do hell pains, yet for necessity of present life, I must show out a flag and sign of love, which is indeed but sign, that you shall surely find him, lead to the Sagittary, the raised search, and there I will be with him. So farewell. Let Brabantio do his spite. My services, which I have done the Signori, shall outtongue his complaints. He will divorce you, or put upon you what restraint and grievance the law, with all his might to enforce it on, will give him cable. No, Iago, but that I love the gentle Desdemona. I would not my unhoused free condition put into circumscription and confine for the sea's worth. But look, what lights come yond? Those are the raised father and his friends. You will best go in. Not I. I must be found. My parts, my title, and my perfect soul shall manifest me rightly. Is it they? By Janus, I think no. General! The servants of the Duke and my lieutenant! The goodness of the night upon you, friends. What is the news, Cassio? The Duke does greet you, General, and she requires your haste, post-haste appearance, even on the instant. What is the matter, think you? Something from Cyprus, as I may divine. It is a business of some heat. It is well I am found by you. Come, Captain, will you go? Here comes another troop to seek for you. It's Brabantio. General, be advised, he comes to bad intent. Oh, thou foul thief! Where hast thou stood, my daughter? Damned as thou art, thou hast enchanted her. For I refer me to all things of sense if she in chains of magic were not bound. Lay hold upon him. If you do resist, subdue him at his peril. Hold your hands. How may the Duke be therewith satisfied whose messengers are here about my side upon some present business of the state to bring me to her? Tis true, most worthy Signor, the Duke's in council and your noble self, I am sure, is sent for. How? The Duke in council? In this time of the night? Bring the moor away. Mine's not an idle cause. The Duke herself cannot but feel this wrong as twere her own. For if such actions may have passage free, bond slaves and pagans shall our statesmen be. <laughs> When we consider the importance of Cyprus to the Turk... Marcus Lucikos is not he in town? He's now in Florence. Oh, well, write from us to him. Post-haste, post dispatch. Your Grace, let us into the chamber. Oh. Demand justice. Here comes Brabantio and the valiant Moor. Oh, valiant Othello. We must straight employ you against the general enemy, Ottoman. I did not see you. Welcome, Signor Brabantio. We lacked your counsel and your help tonight. So did I yours. Good, Your Grace. Pardon me. Neither my place nor aught I heard of business hath raised me from my bed, nor doth the general care take hold on me. 
For my particular grief is of so floodgate and o'erbearing nature that it ingluts and swallows other sorrows and it is still itself. Why, what's the matter? My daughter. <laughs> my daughter. Oh, dead? I, to me. She is abused, stolen from me, and corrupted by spells and medicines bought of mountebanks for nature so preposterously to err, being not deficient, blind or lame of sense, sans witchcraft could not. Well, whoe'er he be that in this foul proceeding hath thus beguiled your daughter of herself and you of her, the bloody book of law. You shall yourself read in the bitter letter after your own sense, yea, though our proper son stood in your action. Humbly, I thank your grace. Here is the man, this what? Moor, whom now it seems your special mandate for the state affairs hath hither brought. We are very sorry for it. What in your own part can you say to this? Most potent, grave, and reverend seniors, my very noble and approved good masters, that I have taken away this old man's daughter, it is most true. Oh. True, uh -huh. I have married her. The very head and front of my offending hath this extent, no more. Rude am I in my speech, and little blessed with the soft phrase of peace, for since these arms of mine had seven years pith, till now some nine moons wasted, they have used their dearest action in the tented field. And little of this great world can I speak more than pertains to feats of broil and battle, and therefore little shall I grace my cause in speaking for myself. Yet, by your gracious patience, I will a round, unvarnished tale deliver of my whole course of love. What drugs, what charms, what conjuration, and what mighty magic for such proceedings I'm charged with all. I won his daughter. A maiden, never bold, of spirit so still and quiet that her motion blushed at itself. And she, in spite of nature, of years, of country, credit, Everything to fall in love with what she feared to look on? Othello, speak. Send for the lady to the Sagittary, and let her speak with me before her father. Oh, fetch Desdemona hither. Iago, my lord, conduct them. You best know the place, sir. And till she come, as truly as to heaven, I do confess the vices of my blood. So... Justly, to your grave ears, I'll present how I did thrive in my fair lady's love, and she in mine. Well, say it, Othello. Her father loved me, oft invited me, still questioned me the story of my life from year to year, the battles, sieges, fortunes that I have passed. I ran it through even from my boyish days to the very moment he bade me tell it, wherein I spake of most disastrous chances, of moving accidents by flood and field, of hairbreadth scapes in the imminent deadly breach, of being taken by the insolent foe and sold to slavery, of my redemption thence and portents in my travel's history. Wherein of antlers vast and deserts idle, rough quarries, rocks and hills, whose heads touch heaven. It was my hint to speak. Such was the process. 
and of the cannibals that each other eat, the anthropophagi, and men whose heads do grow beneath their shoulders. This to hear <sighs> would Desdemona seriously incline, but still the house affairs would draw her thence, which ever she could with haste dispatch, she'd come again. And with a greedy ear, devour up my discourse. I did consent, and often did beguile her of her tears when I did speak of some distressful stroke that my youth suffered. My story being done, she gave me for my pains a world of sighs. She swore in faith to strange. It was passing strange, it was pitiful. It was wondrous, pitiful. She wished she had not heard it, yet she wished that heaven had made her such a man. She thanked me and bade me, if I had a friend that loved her, I should but teach him how to tell my story, <laughs> and that would woo her. Upon this hint, I spake. She loved me for the dangers I had passed, and I loved her that she did pity them. This only is the witchcraft I have used. Here comes the lady, let her witness it. I think this tale would win my daughter too. I pray you hear her speak. Come hither. Gentle mistress, do you perceive in all this noble company where most you owe obedience? My noble father, I do perceive here a divided duty. To you I am bound for life and education. Mm. My life and education both do learn me how to respect you. You are the lord of duty. I am hitherto your daughter, but here's my husband. <sighs> And so much duty as my mother showed to you, preferring you before her father, so much I challenge that I may profess due to the more my lord. God be with you. I have done. I had rather to adopt a child than get it. Come hither, Moor. I here do give thee that with all my heart, which but thou hast already with all my heart I would keep from thee. For your sake, jewel. I am glad at soul I have no other child, for thy escape would teach me tyranny to hang clogs on them. I have done. Uh, please it, your grace. On to the state affair. The Turk, with a most mighty preparation, makes for Cyprus. Mm. Othello, the fortitude of the place is best known to you, and though we have there a substitute of most allowed sufficiency, our trusty and most valiant governor, mm. Montano, yet opinion throws a more safer voice on you. You must therefore be content to slubber the gloss of your new fortunes with this more stubborn and boisterous expedition. The tyrant custom, most grave senators, hath made the flinty and steel couch of war my thrice-driven bed of down. <laughs> I do undertake these present wars against the Ottomites. Most gracious Duke, to my unfolding lend your prosperous ear. What would you, Desdemona? That I did love the more to live with him. My downright violence and storm of fortunes may trumpet to the world. My heart's subdued even to the very quality of my lord. I saw Othello's visage 
in his mind, and to his honour and his valiant parts did I my soul and fortunes consecrate. So that, dear lords, if I be left behind, a moth of peace, and he go to the war, the rights for which I love him are bereft me. Let me go with him. Let her have your voice. Vouch with me, heaven, I therefore beg it not to please the palate of my appetite, but to be free and bounteous to her mind. Be it as you shall privately determine. You must away tonight. With all my heart. <clears throat> Look to her, Moor, if thou hast eyes to see. She has deceived her father. And may thee my life upon her faith. Honest Iago. My lord. My Desdemona must I leave to thee. I prithee, let thy wife attend on her and bring them after in the best advantage. Yes, my lord. Come, Desdemona. I have but an hour of love, of worldly matters and direction to spend with thee. We must obey the time. <laughs> Iago. What sayest thou, noble heart? What will I do, thinkest thou? Why, good Rodrigo, go to bed and sleep. I will incontinently drown myself. If thou dost, I shall never love thee after. What? I'll drown myself. Why, thou silly gentleman, come down from there. It is silliness to live when to live is torment. And then have we a prescription to die when death is our physician? Oh, villainous. I have looked upon the world for four times seven years, and since I could distinguish betwixt a benefit and an injury, ah, I never found man that knew how to love himself. Uh, I would say I would drown myself with the love of a guinea hen. I would change my humanity with a baboon. But what should I do? I confess it is my shame to be so fond, but it is not in my virtue to amend it. Virtue? A fig. It is in ourselves that we are thus or thus. If the balance of our lives had not one scale of reason to poise another of sensuality, the blood and baseness of our natures would conduct us to most preposterous conclusions. But we have reason to cool our raging motions, our carnal stings, our unbitted lusts. This you call love. It's merely a lust of the blood and a permission of the will. It cannot be. Come, be a man. Drown thyself. Drown cats and blind puppies. I have professed me thy friend, and I confess me knit to thy deserving with cables of perdurable toughness. I could never better step thee than now. Put money in thy purse. Follow thou the wars. It cannot be that Desdemona should long continue her love to the moor. Put money in thy purse, nor he is to her. These moors are changeable in their wills. Fill thy purse with money. The food that to him now is as luscious as locusts shall be to him shortly as bitter as Colacuntida. She must change for youth. When she is sated with his body, she will find the error of her choice. <laughs> she must have change. She must, therefore, put money in thy purse. If sanctimony and a frail vow betwixt an erring barbarian and a super-subtle Venetian be not too hard for my wits and all the tribe of hell, thou shalt enjoy her. Therefore, make money. A pox of drowning myself. Wilt thou be fast to my hopes if I depend on the issue? Oh, I have told thee often, and I retell thee again and again, I hate the more. 
my cause is hearted, thine hath no less reason. Let us be conjunctive in our revenge against him. If thou canst cuckold him, thou dost thyself a pleasure, me a sport. There are many events in the womb of time which will be delivered. Where shall we meet in the morning? At my lodging. No more of drowning, dear. <laughs> I am changed. Go to. Farewell. Put money enough in your purse. I'll go sell all my land. Thus do I ever make my fool my purse. For I mine own gain knowledge should profane if I would time expend with such a snipe but for my sport and profit. I hate the more. And it is thought abroad that twixt my sheets he has done my office. I know not if it be true. But I for mere suspicion in that kind will do as if for surety. He holds me well. The better shall my purpose work on him. Cassio's a proper man, let me see now. To get his place and to plume up my will in double knavery. How? How? Let's see. After some time to abuse Othello's ear that he is too familiar with his why He hath a person and a smooth disposed to be suspected, framed to make women false. The more is of a free and open nature that thinks men honest that but seem to be so, and will as tenderly be led by the nose as asses are. Oh. I have it. It is engendered. Hell and night must bring this monstrous birth to the world's light. Stand by! All sign 302 ready. Zero, zero, 009 for 1,000 yards. Let them have it. Fire! A segregation of the Turkish fleet! I never did like Mulstation view on the Enchafed Flood. If that the Turkish fleet be not in sheltered and in bay, they are drowned. It's impossible they bear it out. Come in. News, Governor Montano, yeah. our wars are done. The desperate tempest hath so banged the Turks that their designment holds. A noble ship of Venice hath seen a grievous wreck and sufferance on most part of their fleet. How? Oh. Is this true? The ship is here, put in. A Veronese, Michael Cassio, lieutenant to the warlike Morothello, is come on shore. The Morg himself at sea and is in full commission here for Cyprus. I am glad on it. It is a worthy governor. Let's to the seaside. Oh. As well to see the vessel that's come in as to throw out our eyes for brave Othello. <laughs> Lieutenant Casio, you are welcome to Cyprus. I am Governor Montano. Pray heavens your general be safe. 
I have served him, and the man commands like a full soldier. Thanks you, the valiant of this warlike isle. So approve the more. Oh, let the heavens give him defence against the elements. For I have lost him on a dangerous sea. How now? Who has put in? This one Iago, ensign to the general. He's had most favourable and happy speed. Tempests themselves, high seas and howling winds, as having sense of beauty, do omit their mortal natures, letting go safely by the divine Desdemona. What is she? Our great captain's captain, left in the conduct of the bold Iago. Lieutenant! The riches of the ship is come on shore. Hail to thee, lady! And the grace of heaven before, behind thee, and on every hand in wheel thee round. <laughs> I thank you, valiant Cassio. This way, lady. What tidings can you tell me of my lord? He is not yet arrived, nor know I aught, but that he's well, and will be shortly here. Good Iago, you are welcome. Dr. Cassio, welcome Mistress Emilia. Ah. <laughs> Let it not gall your patience, good Iago, that I extend my manners. <laughs> Tis my breeding that gives me this bold show of courtesy. <laughs> uh, sir, would she give you so much of her lips as of her tongue she oft bestows on me, you'd have enough. You have little cause to say so. Come, come on. You are pictures out of doors, bells in your parlours, wildcats in your kitchens, saints in your injuries, devils being offended, players in your housewifery and housewives in your beds. Oh, fie upon thee, slanderer. Nay, it is true or else I am a Turk. You rise to play and go to bed to work. You shall not write my praise. How say you, Cassio? Is he not a most profane and liberal counsellor? He speaks home, madam. You may relish him more in the soldier than in the scholar. Oh, how was your journey? He takes it by the palm. I will said, whisper. With as little web as this will I ensnare as great a fly as Cassio. I smile upon her, do. I will jive thee in thine own courtship. If such tricks as these strip you out of your lieutenantry, oh, very good, well kissed, an excellent courtesy. Yet again, your fingers to your lips. Would they were clister pipes for your sake? The more, it is truly so. Let's meet and receive him. Oh, my fair warrior! <laughs> My dear Othello. Oh, it gives me wonder great as my content to see you here before me. Oh, my soul's joy. Oh, for were now to die, it were now to be most happy, for I fear my soul hath her content so absolute <laughs> that not another comfort like to this. And this succeeds in unknown fate, and this, and this. <laughs> the greatest discords be that e'er our hearts shall make. Oh, you are well tuned now. But I'll set down the pegs that make this music as honest as I am. News, friends, our wars are done, the Turks are drowned. Yeah! Ah, how does my old acquaintance of this isle? Ah, well, I grant you well. Oh, honey, you shall be well desired in Cyprus. I have found great love amongst them. <laughs> Come, let us to the castle. Yes. Iago? Rodrigo, the lieutenant tonight watches on the court of guard. First, 
I must tell you this. Desdemona is directly in love with him. With him? Why, it is not possible. Let thy soul be instructed. Mark me with what violence she first loved them all. But for bragging and telling her fantastical lies. And will she love him still for prating? Let not thy discreet heart think it. Her eye must be fed. And what delight shall she have to look on the devil? Very nature will compel her to some second choice. Well, now, I, I... sir, this granted, who stands so eminent in the degree of this fortune as Cassio does? A knave, very voluble, a slipper and subtle knave, a finder of occasions that has an eye can stamp and counterfeit advantages, though true advantage never present itself. A devilish knave. Besides, the knave is handsome, young, and hath all those requisites in him that folly and green minds look after. A pestilent, complete knave and the woman hath found him already i cannot believe that in her she's full of a most blessed condition mm, they met so near with their lips that their breaths embraced together lechery by this hand an index an obscure prologue to the history of lust and foul thoughts but sir be you ruled by me i have brought you from venice watch you tonight for the command I'll lay it upon you. But Cassio knows you not. I'll not be far from you. Do you find some occasion to anger Cassio? Well, Sir, he is rash and very sudden in collar, and haply may strike at you. Provoke him that he may. So shall you have a shorter journey to your desires, and the impediment most profitably removed, without the which there were no expectation of our oh, prosperity. I will do this, if I can bring it to any opportunity. I warrant thee. Meet me by and by at the Citadel. Farewell. Adieu. It is Othello's pleasure, our noble and valiant general, that upon certain tidings now arrived, importing the mere perdition of the Turkish fleet, every man put himself into triumph. Anna Pafitis reports. <laughs> some to dance, some to make bonfires, each man to what sport and revels his addiction leads him. For besides this beneficial news, it is a celebration of his nuptial. So much was his pleasure should be proclaimed. All offices are open, and there is full liberty of feasting from this present hour of five till the bell has told eleven. Thanks, Anna. Heaven bless the Isle of Cyprus and our noble general, Othello. That Cassia loves her, I do well believe it. That she loves him, tis apt and of great credit. The more, howbeit that I enjoy him not, is of a constant, loving, noble nature, and I dare think he'll prove to Desdemona a most dear husband. Now, I do love her too. Not out of absolute lust, though peradventure I stand accountant for his greater sin, but partly led to die at my revenge. For that I do suspect the lusty moor hath leaped into my seat, the thought whereof doth, like a poisonous mineral gnaw my innards, and nothing can or shall content my soul till I am evened with him, wife for wife. Or failing so, yet that I put the moor at least into a jealousy so strong that judgment cannot cure. Which thing to do? I'll have our Michael Cassio on the hip. Abuse him to the moor in the rank garb. For I fear Cassio with my nightcap too. Make the moor thank me, love me, and reward me for making him egregiously an ass. And 
practicing upon his peace and quiet even to madness. Tis here, but yet confused. Knavery's plain face is never seen till used. Good Michael, look you to the guard tonight. Let's teach ourselves that honorable stop not to outsport discretion. Yelga hath direction what to do, but notwithstanding, with my personal eye, will I look to it. Yago is most honest. Michael, good night. Tomorrow with your earliest, let me have speech with you. Good night. Good night. Come, my dear love. <laughs> the purchase made, the fruits are to ensue. That profit's yet to come between me and you. <laughs> Welcome, Iago. We must to the watch. Oh, not this hour, Lieutenant Cassio. It is not yet ten of the clock. Our general cast us thus early for the love of his Desdemona, who let us not therefore blame. He hath not yet made wanton the night with her, and she is sport for Jove. She's a most exquisite lady. And, I warn her, full of game. <laughs> Indeed, she's a most fresh and delicate creature. Mm, mm, what an eye she has. Mm? Methinks it sounds a parley of provocation. An inviting eye, and yet methinks right modest. And when she speaks, oh, is it not an alarum to love? She is indeed perfection. Well, <laughs> happiness to their sheets. Come, Lieutenant, I have a stoop of wine, and here without her a brace of cypress gallants that would fain have a measure to the health of black Othello. Not tonight, good Iago. I have very poor and unhappy brains for drinking. Oh, they are our friends. But one cup. Uh, I'll drink for you. Where are they? Here, at the door. I pray you, let's do it. I'll do it. Yes. But it dislikes me. Poor God, Montana, they've given me rounds already. <laughs> Good faith. A little one. Not past the pint as I'm a soldier. Some wine? Oh! <laughs> Ali can't a Muslim. He weighs a Muslim cat. If I can fasten but one cup upon him with that which he hath drunk tonight already, he'll be as full of quarrel and offence as my young mistress's dog. Now, I learned it in England, where indeed they are most potent in spotting. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. You're Dane, uh, you're, you're German, uh, and you're swag-bellied Hollander. Three poems uh, are nothing to your English. To the health of our general. Uh, I am for it, Lieutenant, and I'll do you justice. Oh, 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 chug, 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 Gods above all, and their B souls must be saved, and their B souls must not be saved. Ah, it, it, it's true, good lieutenant. <laughs> For my own part, mm. no offense to the general, mm. nor any man of quality, mm. I hope to be saved. And so uh, do I too, lieutenant. Uh, by your leave, not before me. The lieutenant is to be saved before they enter. Oh. Uh, let's have no more of this, let's to our affairs. No. <laughs> do not think, gentlemen. I am drunk. This is my ensign. This is my right hand, 
This is my left. <laughs> this is my right hand, and this is my left. I, I, I'm not drunk now. I stand well enough. I speak well enough. Excellent. Well. <laughs> Very well then. You must not think then that I am drunk. <laughs> It is ever more the prologue to his sleep. No, it, it, it were well the general would put in mind of it. Oh, a moment, good Montana. Iago? Oh no, Rodrigo, I pray you, after the lieutenant, go. As you command. Come, let's set the watch. It is a great pity that the noble war should hazard such a place as his own second, with one of such ingraft infirmity. For an honest action, to say so to the moor. Not I for this fair island. I do love Cassio well, and would do much to cure him of this evil. But, ah, what noise? Help! Help! Suit you, rogue, you rascal! What's the matter, Lieutenant? And now you teach me my duty, I'll beat the Navy to a twig and bottle. You beat me? Just now pray, Rose. Hey, good Lieutenant, I pray you, sir, hold your hand. Let me go, sir, or I'll knock you over the matter. Come, come, you're drunk. We go. Away, I said, go out. Cry mutiny. I go. Nay. Hey. And to ourselves do that which heaven hath forbid the Ottomites. For Christian shame, put by this barbarous brawl. <coughs> what is the matter, masters? Honest Iago, that looks dead with grieving, speak, who began this? On thy love I charge thee. I do not know. Friends, oh, but now, even now, and then, but now, as if some planet had unwitted men tilting one another's breasts in opposition bloody. How comes it, Michael, you are thus forgot? I pray you, pardon me. I cannot speak. Worthy Montano, what's the matter that you unlace your reputation thus and spend your rich opinion for the name of a night brawler? Give me answer to it. Worthy Othello, I am hurt to danger. Your officer, Iago, can inform you. While I spare speech with something that offends me of all that I do know, nor know I ought, by me that said or done amiss this now, night. Now, by heaven, my blood begins my safer guides to rule and passion, having my best judgment darkened, essays to lead the way. Give me to know how this foul rout began. Who set it on? Tis monstrous. Iago. Who began it? If partially affined or leaked in office, thou dost deliver more or less than truth, thou art no soldier. Touch me not so near. I'd rather have this tongue cut from my mouth than it should do offence to Michael Cassio. Yet I persuade myself to speak the truth. Shall nothing wrong him? This it is, General. 
Montano and myself being in speech, there comes a fellow crying out for help, and Cassio following him with determined sword to execute upon him. Sir, this gentleman steps into Cassio and entreats his paws. Myself, the crying fellow, did pursue. He, swift of foot, outran my purpose, and I returned. When I came back, I found them close together, at blow and thrust, even as again they were when you yourself did part them. More of this matter cannot I report, but men are men. The best sometimes forget. Though Cassio did some little wrong to him, as men in rage strike those that wish them best, yet surely Cassio, I believe, received from him that fled some strange indignity, which patience could not pass. I know, Iago, thy honesty and love doth mince this matter, making it light to Cassio. Cassio, I love thee, but nevermore be officer of mine. What's the matter? Look, if my gentle love be not raised up, I'll make thee an example. All's well now, sweet, and come away to bed. Montano, for your hurts, myself will be your surgeon. Thanks. Good, sir. Lead him off. Aye, sir. Come. Desdemona, tis the soldier's life to have their balmy slumbers waked with strife. What are you hurt, Lieutenant? I passed all surgery. Oh, Mary, heaven forbid. Reputation. Reputation, reputation. Oh, I've lost my reputation. I've lost the immortal part of myself, and what remains is bestial. My reputation, Iago, my reputation. I'm an honest man. I thought you'd received some bodily wound. There's more sense in that than in reputation. Reputation is an idle and most false imposition, oft got without merit and lost without deserving. You've lost no reputation at all unless you repute yourself such a loser. There are ways to recover the general again. Sue to him, and he's yours. I would rather see to be despised than to deceive so good a commander with so slight, so drunken, and so indiscreet an officer. Drunk! Speak, parrot, and squabble! Swagger, swear, and discourse fustian with one's own shadow. Oh, thou invisible spirit of wine, if thou hast no name to be known by, let us call thee devil. What was he that you followed with your sword? What, what had he done to you? I know not. It's possible. I remember a mass of things, but nothing distinctly. A quarrel, but nothing wherefore. Oh, God. That men should put an enemy in their mouths to steal away their brains. That we should, with joy, pleasance, revel and applause, transform ourselves into beasts. Oh, you or any man living may be drunk at a time, man. <laughs> I I'll tell you what you should do. Our general's wife is now the general. May say so in this respect, for that he hath devoted and given up himself to the contemplation, mark, and denotement of her parts and graces. Confess yourself freely to her. Importune her help to put you in your place again. She is of so free, so kind, so apt, so blessed a disposition. She holds a device in her goodness not to do more than she has requested. You advise me well. I protest in the sincerity of love and honest kindness. I think it freely. And betimes in the morning, I will beseech the virtuous Desdemona to undertake for me. I am desperate of my fortunes if they check me here. 
You are in the right. Good night, Lieutenant. I must do the watch. Good night. Honest Iago. And what's he then that says I play the villain? When this advice is free, I give, and honest, probable to thinking, and indeed the course to win the more again. For tis most easy, the inclining Desdemona, to subdue in any honest suit. She's framed as fruitful as the free elements. And then for her to win the more, were it to renounce his baptism, all seals and symbols of redeemed sin, his soul is so infetted to her love that she may make, unmake, do what she list, even as her appetite shall play the god with his weak function. How am I then a villain? To cancel Cassio to this parallel course, directly to his good? Divinity of hell. When devils will the blackest sins put on, they do suggest at first with heavenly shows as I do now. For, whilst this honest fool plies Desdemona to repair his fortunes, and she for him pleads strongly to the moor, I'll pour this pestilence into his ear, that she repeals him for her body's lust, and by how much she strives to do him good, she shall undo her credit with the moor. By the master's morning. So will I turn her virtue into pitch, and out of her own goodness make the net that shall enmesh them all. Assured, good Cassio. I will do all my abilities in thy behalf. Good madam, do I warrant it grieves my husband as if the case were his. Oh, that's an honest fellow. Do not doubt, Cassio, but I will have my lord and you again as friendly as you were. Bounteous madam, whatever shall become of Michael Cassio, he's never anything but your true servant. Oh, I note. I thank you. You do love my lord. You have known him long, and be you well assured... He shall in strangeness stand no further off than in a politic distance. Before Amelia here, I give thee warrant of thy place. My lord shall never rest. I'll watch him tame and talk him out of patience. <laughs> his bed shall seem a school, his board a shrift. <laughs> I'll intermingle everything he does with Cassio's suit. Therefore be merry, Cassio, for thy solicitor shall rather die than give thy cause away. Was not that Cassio parted from my wife? Cassio, my lord? No, I cannot think it. That he would steal away so guilty-like, seeing you coming. I do believe twas he. How now, my lord? I have been talking with a suitor here, a man that languishes in your displeasure. Who is do you mean? Why, your lieutenant Cassio. Good, my lord. If I have any grace or power to move you, his present reconciliation take... For if he be not one that truly loves you, that errs in ignorance and not in cunning, 
I have no judgment in an honest face. Twenty hands now. I, Zeus, so humble that he had left part of his grief with me to suffer with him. Good love. Call him back. Not now, sweet Desdemona, some other time. But shalt be shortly? The sooner sweet for you. Shalt be tonight at supper? No, not tonight. Tomorrow dinner, then. I shall not dine at home. I meet the captains at the Citadel. Why, then, tomorrow night? Or Tuesday morn, on Tuesday noon, on night, on Wednesday morn, I prithee. Name the time, but let it not exceed three days. Faith. He's penitent. Really? No more. Let him come when he will. I will deny thee nothing. <laughs> Whereon I do beseech you, grant me this. To leave me but a little to myself? <laughs> Shall I deny you? No. Farewell, my lord. Farewell, my Desdemona. I'll come to thee straight. Farewell. Excellent wretch! Perdition catch my soul, but I do love thee. And when I love thee not, chaos is come again. My noble lord. What does that say, Yago? Did Michael Cassio, when you wooed my lady, know of your love? He did. From first to last. Why didst thou ask? That for satisfaction of my thought, no further on. <laughs> Why have thy thought, Iago? I did not think you had been acquainted with her. Oh, yes, and went between us very often. Indeed. Indeed? Aye, indeed. Perhaps thou ought in that. Is he not honest? Honest, my lord. <laughs> honest, aye, honest. My lord, for all I know. What dost thou think? Think, my lord? Think, my lord, by heaven. Thou echoest me as if there were some monster in thy thought, too hideous to be shown. My lord, you know I love you. I think thou dost. And, for I know thou art full of love and honesty, and weighest thy words before thou givest them breath, therefore these stops of thine fright me the more. For Michael Cassio, I dare be sworn I think that he is honest. I think so, too. Hmm. Men should be what they seem. Or those that be not, would they might seem none. Certain. Men should be what they seem. Why, then? I think Cassio's an honest man. Oh, nay, yet there's more in this. I prithee, speak to me as to thy thinkings, as <sighs> thou dost ruminate and give thy worst of thoughts the worst of words. I do beseech you, though I perchance am vicious in my guess, as I confess, it is my nature's plague to spy into abuses, and oft my jealousy shapes faults that are not. It were not for your quiet, nor your good, nor for my manhood, honesty, or wisdom to let you know my thoughts. Zunes, what does that mean? Oh, good name in man and woman, dear my lord, is the immediate jewel of their souls. Who steals my purse, steals trash. Tis something, nothing, tis mine, tis his, and has been slave to thousands. But he that filches from me my good name robs me of that which not enriches him and makes me poor indeed. By heaven, I'll know thy thoughts. Oh, beware, my lord of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. That 
cuckold lives in bliss, who, certain of his fate, loves not his wronger, but, oh, what damned minutes tells he o'er, who dotes, yet doubts, suspects, yet strongly loves. Good heaven, the souls of all my tribe defend from jealousy. Uh, why? Why is this? Thinks thou I'd make a lie of jealousy to follow still the changes of the moon with fresh suspicions? No. To be once in doubt is once to be resolved. No, Iago. I'll see before I doubt. When I doubt, prove. And on the proof there is no more but this. Away at once with love or jealousy. <laughs> I am glad of this. <laughs> For now I shall have reason to show the love and duty that I bear you with franker spirit. Therefore, <laughs> as I am bound, receive it from me. I, I speak not yet of proof. Look to your wife. Observe her. Well with Cassio, where your eye thus, not jealous, <laughs> nor secure. I would not have your free and noble nature out of self-bounty be abused. Look to it. I know our country disposition well. In Venice they do let heaven see the pranks they dare not show their husbands. Their best conscience is not to leave it undone, but keep unknown. Dost thou say so? She did deceive her father marrying you, and when she seemed to shake and fear your looks, she loved them most. And so she did. I see this hath a little dashed your spirits. Not, not a jot. <laughs> not a jot. Yeah, faith, I fear it has. I hope you will consider what is spoke comes from my love. But I do see you're moved. I, I am to pray you not to strain my speech to grosser issues, not a larger reach than to suspicion. I will not. My lord, I see you're moved. No, not much moved. I do not think but Desdemona's honest. Long live she, sir. And long live you to think, sir. And yet, how nature... Erring from itself. Aye. There's the point. <laughs> farewell, um, farewell. Uh, if thou dost more perceive, let me know more. Set on thy wife to observe. My lord, I take my leave. My lord, I would I might entreat your honour to scan this thing no further. Leave it to time. <laughs> Don't be fit that Cassio have his place, for sure he fills it up with great ability. Yet, if you please to hold them off a while, you shall by that perceive him and his means. Note if your lady strain his entertainment with any strong or vehement importunity. <sighs> Much will be seen in that. Mm. In the meantime, let me be thought too busy in my fears, as worthy cause I have to fear I am, and hold her free. I do beseech your honour. Fear not my government. I once more take my leave. Just put this around you, sir. Thank you. This fellow is of exceeding honesty and knows all qualities with a learned spirit. Of human dealings, if I do prove her haggard, though that her jesses were my dear heartstrings, I'd whistle her off and let her down the wind to pray at fortune. 
Curse of marriage. That we can call these delicate creatures ours and not their appetites. I'd rather be a toad and live upon the vapor of a dungeon than keep a corner in the thing I love for others' uses. Yet, tis the plague of great ones. Prerogative are they less than the base. Tis destiny unshunnable like death. Even then this forked plague is fated to us when we do quicken. dinner and the generous islanders by you invited to attend your presence. I am to blame. <laughs> Why do you speak so faintly? Are you mm. not well? Uh, I have a pain upon my forehead here. Um. Faith, that's with watching. Dwell away again. Let me but bind it hard. <laughs> Within this hour it will be well. Uh, your napkin is too little. Let it alone. Come, I'll go in with you. I'm very sorry that you are not well. Oh. Mistress, yeah. I'm glad I found this napkin. This was her first remembrance from the moor. My wayward husband hath a hundred times wooed me to steal it, but she so loves the token, for he conjured her she should ever keep it, that she reserves it evermore about her to kiss and talk to. I'll have the work taken out and give it Yago. What he will do with it, heaven knows, not I. I nothing but to please his fantasy. Oh, now, what do you have? Do not you chide. I have a thing for you. A thing for me. It is a common thing <laughs> to have a foolish wife. Oh, is that all? What will you give me now for the same handkerchief? What handkerchief? Oh, what handkerchief? Why, that the moor first gave to Desdemona, that which you so often did bid me steal. Has stolen it from her? No, Faith. She let it drop by negligence, and to the advantage, I, being here, took it up. Look, here it is. A good wench. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Give it me. What will you do with it, that you've been so earnest to have me filch it? Why? Mm. <laughs> What's that to you? Mm. <laughs> if it be not for some purpose of import, give it me again. Mm. <laughs> mm. Poor lady. She'll run mad when she shall lack it. No, no, no. I have use for it. Mm. <laughs> I will in Cassio's lodging mm. lose this napkin <sighs> and let him find it. Mm. Trifles, light as air, are... To the jealous, confirmations strong as proofs of holy writ. This may do something. The more already changes with my poison. Dangerous conceits are, in their natures, poisons, which at the first are scarce found to distaste but with a little art upon the blood, burn like the mines of sulphur. 
You called, General. These letters give midshipmen to the pilot and by him do my duties to the Senate. Well, my good lord, I'll do it. False to me! No, General, no more of that. Be gone. Thou hast set me on the rack. I swear, tis better to be much abused than but to know it a little. Now, my lord, what sense had I of our stolen hours of lust? I saw it not, thought it not, it harmed not me. I slept the next night well and was free and merry. I found not Cassio's kisses on her lips. He that is robbed, not wanting what is stolen, let him not know it, and he's not robbed at all. I'm sorry to hear this. I had been happy if the general camp, pioneers and all, had tasted her sweet body, so I had nothing. No, no, now, forever. Farewell, the tranquil mind. Farewell, content. Farewell, the plumy troop and the big wars that make ambition virtue. Oh, farewell. Farewell, the neighing steed and the shrill trump, the spirit-stirring drum, the ear-piercing fife, the royal banner and all quality, pride, pomp, and circumstance of glorious war. And oh, you mortal engines whose rude throats the immortal Joe's dead clamors counterfeit. Farewell. Othello's occupation is gone. If possible, my lord. Be sure thou prove my love a whore. Be sure of it. Give me the ocular proof. Or by the worth of man's eternal soul, thou hadst better have been born a dog than answer my wake's brother. Oh. Oh. oh, monstrous world. Take note, take note, oh world. To be direct and honest is not safe. I thank you for this prophet, and from hence I'll love no friend, since love breeds such a fellow. Nay, stay. Thou shouldst be honest. I should be wise. For honesty's a fool, and loses that it works for. By the world. I think my wife be honest and think she is not. I think thou art just and think thou art not. I'll have some proof. Would I were satisfied! Sir, you are eaten up with passion. I do repent me that I put it to you. How satisfied, my lord, would you, the supervisor, grossly gape on, behold her, topped? Death and damnation! It is impossible you should see this were they as prime as goats, as hot as monkeys, as salt as wolves in pride, and fools as gross as ignorance made drunk. Give me a living reason she's disloyal. Oh, I do not like the office. But sith I am entered in this cause so far, Pricked to it by foolish honesty and love, I will go on. I lay with Cassio lately, and being troubled with a raging tooth, I could not sleep. There are a kind of men so loose of soul that in their sleeps will mutter their affairs. Uh, one of this kind is Cassio. In sleep, I heard him say, Sweet Desdemona, let us be wary. 
Let us hide our loves. And then, sir, would he gripe and wring my hand, cry, oh, sweet creature, and then kiss me hard as if he plucked up kisses by the roots that grew upon my lips, then laid his leg over my thigh and sighed and kissed, and then cried, cursed fate that gave thee to the more monster. Monster? Nay, this was but his dream. But this denoted a foregone conclusion. It is a shrewd doubt, though it be but a dream. I'll tear her all to pieces. Nay, but be wise, yet we see nothing done. She may be honest yet. Tell me about this. Have you not sometimes seen a handkerchief spotted with strawberries in your wife's hand? I gave her such a one. It was my first gift. Oh, I know not that, but such a handkerchief, I'm sure it was your wife's. Did I today see Cassio wipe his beard with? If it be that. If it be that, or any that was hers, it speaks against her with the other proofs. Now do I see it is true. Look here, Iago. All my fond love thus do I blow to heaven. It is gone. Patience, I say, your mind perhaps may change. Never, Iago. My bloody thoughts with violent pace shall ne'er look back, ne'er ebb to humble love. So that a capable and wide revenge swallow them up. Amelia. I know not, madam. Believe me, I had rather have lost my purse full of crusaders. And but my noble moor is true of mind and made of no such baseness. Jealous creatures are. It were enough to put him to ill thinking. Is he not jealous? Who he? I think the sun where he was born drew all such humours from him. Ah, how is it with you, my lord? Well, my good lady, how do you? Desdemona. Oh, well, my good lord. Give me your hand. This hand is moist, my lady. It yet hath felt no age, nor known no sorrow. This argues fruitfulness and liberal heart. Hot, hot and moist. This hand of yours requires a sequester from liberty. Fasting and prayer, much castigation. Exercise devout. <laughs> For here's a young and... Sweating devil here that commonly rebels. Tis a good hand. A frank one. You may indeed say so, for it was that hand that gave away my heart. Come now, your promise. What promise, Chuck? I have sent to bid Cassio come speak with you. I have a salt and sullen room offends me. Let me the handkerchief. Here, my lord. That which I gave you? I have it not about me. Not? No, indeed, my lord. That's a fault. That handkerchief 
did an Egyptian to my mother give? She was a charmer and could almost read the thoughts of people. She told her why she kept it. It would make her amiable and subdue my father entirely to her love. But if she lost it or made gift of it, my father's eye should hold her loathed and his spirits should hunt after new fancies. She, dying, gave it me and bid me when my fate would have me wife to give it her. I did so and take heed on it. Make it the darling like your precious eye to lose it or give it away were such perdition as nothing else could match. Is it possible? It is true. Then would to God that I had never seen it. <laughs> Wherefore? Why do you speak so startlingly and rash? Is it lost? Is it gone? Speak! Is it out of the way? Heaven bless us. Say you. It is not lost, but what and if it were? How? I say it is not lost. Fetch it. Let me see it. Why, so I can, sir, but I will not now. This is a trick to put me from my suit. Pray you, let Cassio be received again. Fetch me the handkerchief. My mind misgives. Come, come. You'll never meet a more sufficient man. The handkerchief. I pray, talk me of Cassio. The handkerchief! You are to blame. Away! Jealous. I never saw this before. Sure, there's some wonder in this handkerchief. I'm most unhappy in the loss of it. Tis not a year or two shows us a man. They are all but stomachs, and we all but food. They eat us hungrily, and when they are full, they belch us. Look, you, Cassio and my husband. How now, good Cassio? What's the news with you? Madam, my former suit. I do beseech you that by your virtuous means I may again exist and be a member of his love whom I with all the office of my heart entirely honour. Ah, alas, thrice gentle Cassio, my advocation is not now in tune. My lord is not my lord, nor should I know him were he in favour as in humour altered. Is my lord angry? He went hence but now and certainly in strange unquietness. Can he be angry? I've seen the cannon when it had blown his ranks into the air and like the devil from his very arm puffed his own brother and can he be angry something of a moment then i will go meet him it does matter indeed if he be angry i pray thee do so something sure of state either from venice or some unhatched practice made demonstrable here in cyprus to him hath puddled his clear spirit and in such cases Men's natures wrangle with inferior things, though great ones are their object. Nay, we must think men are not gods. Oh, beshrew me much, Amelia, I was an handsome warrior as I am, arraigning his unkindness with my soul. But now I find I had suborned the witness, and he's indicted falsely. Pray heaven it be state matters, as you think, and no conception, nor no jealous toy concerning you. Alas, the day! I never gave him cause. Oh, but jealous souls will not be answered so. 
They are not ever jealous for the cause, but jealous for they are jealous. It is a monster begot upon itself, born on itself. Heaven keep that monster from Othello's mind. Lady Amen. I will go seek him. Uh, oh, Cassio, stay here about. If I do find him fit, I'll move your suit and seek to affect it to my uttermost. I humbly thank your ladyship. Save you, friend Cassio! What's make you from home? How is with you, my most fair Bianca? If hey, the sweet love, I, I was coming to your house. And I was going to your lodging, Cassio. What, keep a week away? Seven days and nights, eight score eight hours, and lovers absent hours, more tedious than the dial, eight score times, oh, weary reckoning. Pardon me, Bianca, I have this while with leaden thoughts been pressed, but I shall, in a more continuate time, strike off this score of absence. Sweet Bianca, take me this workout. Oh. Cassio, whence came this handkerchief? This is some token from a newer friend. To the felt absence now I feel a cause has come to this. Well, well. Go to, woman. <laughs> Throw your vile guesses in the devil's teeth from whence you have them. You are jealous now. <laughs> this is from some mistress, some remembrance. No, by my faith, Bianca. Why? Whose is it? I know not, sweet. I found it in my chamber. I like the work well. Ere it be demanded, as like enough it will, I'd have it copied. Take it and do it. And leave me for this time. Leave you? Wherefore? I do attend here on the general, and think it no addition nor my wish to have him see me woman. Why, I pray you? Not that I love you not. But that you do not love me. Say if I shall see you soon. At night. I attend here, but... I'll see you soon. <laughs> Tis very good. I must be circumstanced. <laughs> Would you think so? Think so, Iago. What? To kiss in private. An unauthorised kiss. Or to be naked with her friend in bed. An hour or more, not meaning any harm. Naked in bed, Iago, and not mean harm? It is hypocrisy against the devil. They that mean virtuously and yet do so, the devil their virtue tempts and they tempt heaven. So they do nothing, tis a venial slip. But if I give my wife a handkerchief... What then? Why then, tis hers, my lord. And being hers, she may, I think, bestow it on any man. She is protectress of her honour too. May she give that. Her honour is an essence that's not seen. They have it very often that have it not. But for the handkerchief... By heaven, I would most gladly have forgot it. Thou saidst, ah, comes o'er my memory, as doth the raven o'er the infected house. Boding to all, he had my handkerchief. Aye, what of that? Hath he said anything? He hath, my lord, but be you well assured, no more than he'll unswap. What have he said? Faith that he did... I know not what he did. What? What? Lie. With her. With her. <laughs> On her. <laughs> what you will. Lie with her. 
lie on her. <laughs> lie with her. Zones, that's fulsome. To confess and be hanged for his labor. First to be hanged and then to confess. Ah, I tremble at it. Nature would not invest herself in such shadowing passion without some instruction. It is not words that shake me thus. Pish! <laughs> Noses, ears, and lips. Is it possible? Confess! Handkerchief! Work on. My medicine works. Thus credulous fools are caught, and many worthy and chaste dames, even thus all guiltless, meet reproach. What hope? My lord! My lord, I say! Othello! Oh, how now, Cassio? What's the matter? My lord has fallen into an epilepsy. This is his second fit. He had one yesterday. Rob him about the temple. No! Forbear. The lethargy must have his quiet course. If not, he foams at mouth and by and by breaks out to savage madness. Look, he stirs. Do you withdraw yourself a little while? You will recover straight. When he is gone, I would on great occasion speak with you. Very well. How is it, General? Have you not hurt your head? Dost thou mock me? I mock you? No? By heaven? Would you bear your fortune like a man? A horned man's a monster and a beast. There's many a beast then in a popular city and many a civil monster. Did he confess it? Whilst you were here, overwhelmed with your grief, a passion most unsuiting such a man, Cassio came hither. I shifted him away and laid good excuse upon your ecstasy, bade him anon return and here speak with me, the which he promised. Do but encave yourself and mark the fleers, the jibes and notable scorns that dwell in every region of his face, for I will make him tell the tale anew, where, how, how oft, how long ago, and when he hath and is again to cope your wife. Will you withdraw? Now will I question Cassio of Bianca, our housewife that by selling her desires buys herself bread and clothes. It is a creature that dotes on Cassio, as tis the strumpet's plague to beguile many and be beguiled by one. He, when he hears of her, cannot refrain from the excess of laughter. <laughs> Here he comes. How do you now? Lieutenant. The worse, sir, that you give me the addition whose want even kills me. Oh, ply Desdemona well, and you are sure on it. Now, if this suit lay in Bianca's power, how quickly should you speed? <laughs> Alas, poor Kate. I think if I... She loves me. <laughs> Look how he laughs already. She gives it out that you shall marry her. Do you intend it? I marry her? What? A customer? <laughs> Pretty pairs of charity to my wit. Do not think it's so unwholesome. <laughs> oh, I see that nose of yours, but not that dog I shall throw it to. 
I must leave her company. Before me, look where she comes. Bianca, what do you mean by this haunting of me? Let the devil in his damn haunt you. What did you mean by that same handkerchief you gave me even now? I was a fine fool to take it. I must take out the work. A likely piece of work that you should find it in your chamber and not know who left it there. This is some minx's token. There, give me your hobby horse, wheresoever you had it. I'll take no work out on... How now, my sweet Bianca, how now? And you'll come to supper tonight, you may, and you will not. You'll come when you're next prepared for. After her, after her. I must show rail in the street, else. Will you sup there? Fine, fine, ten, sir. Go to. How shall I murder him, Iago? Did you perceive how he laughed at oh. his vice? Oh, Iago. Did you see the handkerchief? Was that mine? Yours. By this hand. And to see how he prizes the foolish woman, your wife. She gave it to him and he had given it to his whore. I let her rot and perish and be damned tonight. For she shall not live. No, my heart is turned to stone. I strike it and it hurts my hand. Oh, the world hath not a sweeter creature. She might lie by an emperor's side and command him tasks. He's the worse for all this. Oh, a thousand, thousand times, and then of so gentle a condition. Why too gentle? Nay, that's certain. But yet the pity of it, Iago. Oh, Iago, the pity of it, Iago. If you are so fond over her iniquity, give her patent to offend. For if it touch not you, it comes near nobody. I will chop her into messes. Cockled me! Oh, tis foul in her. With mine officer! Tis fouler. Get me some poison, Iago, this night. I'll not expostulate with her, lest her... Body and beauty unprovide my mind again this night, Iago. Do it not with poison. Strangle her in her bed. Even the bed she hath contaminated. Good, good. The justice of it pleases. Very good. And for Cassio, let me be his undertaker. You shall hear more by midnight. Now art thou my lieutenant. I am your own forever. Save you, worthy general. <laughs> With all my heart, good Lodovico. The Duke and Senators of Venice greet you. I kiss the instrument of their pleasures. And what's the news, good cousin Lodovico? I'm very glad to see you, Signor. Welcome to Cyprus. I thank you, Iago. How does Lieutenant Cassio? Lives, sir. Cousin, there's fallen between him and my lord an unkind breach. But you shall make all well. My lord. Uh... Are you wise? What? Is he angry? 
Maybe the letter moved him, for, as I think, they do command him home, deputing Cassio in his government. Oh, trust me, I'm glad, aunt. Indeed! Uh, my lord. I am glad to see you mad. My sweet Othello. No! Oh! I have not deserved this. My lord. This would not be believed in Venice, though I should swear I saw it. It is very much. I will not stay to offend you. Oh, well-painted passion. I am commanded home. Get your way. I'll send for you anon. Sir, I obey the mandate and will return to Venice. Heads! Avant! Cassio shall have my place. And, sir, tonight, I do entreat that we may sup together. You are welcome, sir, to Cyprus. May Swarut. Goats and monkeys! Emilia, you have seen nothing, then? Nor ever heard, nor ever did suspect. Yes, you have seen Cassio and she together. But then I saw no harm, and then I heard each syllable that breath made up between them. Oh, what? Did they never whisper? Never, my lord. I durst, my lord, to wager she is honest. Lay down my soul at stake. If you think other, remove your thought. It doth abuse your bosom. If any wretch have put this in your head, let heaven requite it with a serpent's curse. For if she be not honest, chaste and true, there's no man happy. The purest of their wives is foul as slander. Bid her come hither. Go. She says enough. Yet she's a simple board. That cannot say as much. This is a subtle whore, a closet lock and key of villainous secrets, and yet she'll kneel and pray. I have seen her do it. My lord, what is your will? Pray. Come hither. What is your pleasure? Let me see your eyes. Look in my face. What horrible fancy is this? Why? What art thou? Your wife, my lord. Your true and loyal wife. Swear thou art honest. Heaven does truly know it. Heaven truly knows thou art false as hell. To whom, my lord? With whom? How am I false? Away. Away. Last the heavy day. Why do you weep? I hope my noble lord esteems me honest. Why? As summer flies are in the shambles that quicken even with blowing. Oh, thou weed! Who art so lovely, fair, and smell so sweet, the sense aches at thee. Wouldst thou hadst never been born? Alas, what ignorant sin have I committed? Was this fair paper? <laughs> this most goodly book made to write whore upon what committed impudent strumpet by heaven you do me wrong are you not a strumpet no as i am a christian 
Not a word, not at all. No, as I shall be saved. Oh, I cry you mercy then. I took you for that cunning whore of Venice that married with Othello. We have done our course. There's money for your pegs. Alas, what does this gentleman conceive? How do you, madam? How do you, my good lady? Faith half asleep. Good madam, what's the matter with my lord? Don't talk to me, Amelia. I cannot weep, nor answer have I none, but what should go by water. Prithee, tonight lay on my bed my wedding sheets. Remember and call thy husband hither. Here's a change indeed. How have I been behaved that he might stake the smallest opinion on my least misuse? Who's your pleasure, madam? How is with you? Am I that name, Iago? What name, fair lady? Such as she says my lord did say I was. He called her whore. Why did he so? I do not know. I am sure I am none such. She forsook so many noble matches, her father and her country and her friends, to be called whore? Who did not make one weep? Beshrew him for it. I'll be hanged if some eternal villain, some busy and insinuating rogue, some cogging, cousining slave to get some office, have not devised this slander. I'll be hanged else. Why, there's no such man. It is impossible. If any such there be, heaven pardon him. A halter pardon him. A hell gnaw his bones. Why should he call her whore? Who keeps her company? What place? What time? What form? What likelihood? The Moors abused by some most villainous knave, some base, notorious knave, some scurvy fellow. You are a fool. Go to. Oh, God, Iago. What shall I do to win my lord again? Good friend, go to him, for by this light of heaven I know not how I lost him. Unkindness may do much, and his unkindness may defeat my life, but never taint my love. I pray you, be content. Tis but his humour. The business of the state does him offence, and he does chide with you. Hmm? Hark how these instruments summon to supper. The messengers of Venice stay the meat. Go in. And weep not. All things shall be well. Iago! And now, Rodrigo, I do not find that thou dealest justly with me. What? In the contrary. Every day thou daffest me with some device, Iago, and rather, as it seems to me now, keepest from me all conveniency than suppliest me with the least advantage of hope. I will indeed no longer endure it. Will you hear me, Rodrigo? I have wasted myself out of my means. The jewels you have had from me to deliver to Desdemona would half have corrupted a votarist. You have told me she hath received them and returned me expectations and comforts of sudden respect and acquaintance, but I find none. I think it is scurvy and begin to find myself fobbed in it. I grant 
Indeed, it had not appeared. <laughs> and your suspicion is not without wit and judgment. But, Roderigo, if thou hast that in thee, indeed, which I have greater reason to believe now than ever, I mean purpose, courage, and valour, this night show it. If thou the next night following enjoin not Desdemona, take me from this world with treachery and devise engines for my life. Well, what is it? Sir, there is a special commission come from Venice to depute Cassio in Othello's place. Is that true? Why then, Othello and Desdemona return again to Venice? Oh, no, he goes to Mauritania and takes away with him the fair Desdemona, unless his abode be lingered here by some accident, where none can be so determinate as the removing of Cassio. How do you mean, removing of him? By making him incapable of Othello's place. Hmm? Knocking out his brains. <gasps> and that you would have me to do? Aye. If you dare do yourself a prophet and a right. He sups there tonight with a harlotry, and thither will I go to him. He knows not yet of his honourable fortune. If you will watch him going thence, which I will fashion to fall out between... Twelve and one. You may take him at your pleasure. I will be near to second your attempt, and he shall fall between us. Come. Stand not amazed. But go along with me. Will you walk, sir? I I do beseech you, sir. Trouble yourself no further. Oh, pardon me, good Lodovico. Twill do me good to walk. Madam, good night. I humbly thank your ladyship. Your honour is most welcome. Oh, uh, does the morning? My lord. Get you to bed on the instant. I will be returned forthwith. Dismiss your attendant there. Look it be done. I will, my lord. Dismiss me? It was his bidding. Therefore, good Amelia, give me my nightly wearing and adieu. We must not now displease him. I would you had never seen him. So would not I. My love doth so approve him. That even his stubbornness, his checks, his frowns, prithee unpin me, have grace and favour in them. I have laid those sheets you bade me on the bed. Hall's one. Good faith. How foolish are our minds. If I do die before thee, prithee, shroud me in one of those same sheets. Come, come, you talk. Shall I go and fetch a nightgown? Unpin me here. Oh, these men. (laughs) These men. Dost thou in conscience think, tell me, Amelia, that there be women to abuse their husbands in such gross kind? There be some such, no question. Wouldst thou do such a deed for all the world? Why, would not you? No, by this heavenly light. I neither by this heavenly light. I might do it as well in the dark. <laughs> Wouldst thou do such a deed for all the world? The world's a huge thing. It is a great price for a small vice. In troth, I think thou wouldst not. Uh, in troth, I think I should. And undo it what I had done. For the whole world. Why? Who would not make her husband a cuckold to make him a monarch? I should venture purgatory for it. Beshrew me, if I would do such a wrong for the whole world. Why, the wrong is but a wrong in the world. And having the world for your labour, tis a wrong in your own world. And you might quickly make it right. I do not think there is any such woman. 
Yes, a dozen, and as many to the advantage as restore the world they played for. <laughs> but I do think it is their husband's fault if wives do fall. Say that they slack their duties and pour our treasures into foreign laps, or else break out in peevish jealousies, throwing restraint upon us, or say they strike us, or scant our former having in despite. Why, we have goals, and though we have some grace, yet... We have some revenge. <laughs> well, let husbands know. Their wives have sense like them. They see and smell and have their palates both for sweet and sour, as husbands have. What is it they do when they change us for others? Is it sport? I think it is. And doth affection breed it? <laughs> I think it doth. It's frailty that thus errs. It is so true. And have not we affections? desires for sport and frailty as men have, then let them use us well. Else let them know. The ills we do, their ills instruct us so. Good night. Good night. God me such usage sent, not to pick bad from bad, but by bad mend. Stand behind this bulk. Straight will he come. Wear thy good rapier bear and put it home. Quick, quick, for nothing. I'll be at thy elbow. It makes us or it mars us. Think on that and fix most firm thy resolution. You'll be near at hand. I may miscarry in here. At thy hand. Be bold. Take thy stand. Villain, thou darest! Must have been mine enemy indeed, but that my coat is better than thou knowest. I will make proof of thy. And so thou horse. My leg. I may forever help hope. Murder. Help hope. Murder. Light. Murder. Hark! Two or three groaning. Oh, it is a heavy night. Here's what comes in his shirt with light and weapons. Who's there? Signor Ludovico? Uh, whose noise is this that cries on murder? We do not know! Here, here. Oh, for heaven's sake, help me. Uh, what's the matter? Iago? Oh, I am spoiled and undone by villains. Give me some help. Oh, me, Lieutenant, what villains have done this? I think that one of them is here about and cannot make a way. Oh, treacherous villains. Oh, help me here! That's one of them. Oh. go. help me, help me. Oh, murderous slave. <laughs> oh, villain. Oh, damned Iago. Oh, inhuman dog. How is my brother Cassio? Luke is caught in two. Harry, heaven forbid. Light, gentlemen. I'll bind it with my shirt. Some good man, bear him carefully from hence. I'll fetch the general surgeon. This is the night that either makes me or foredoes me quite.
is the cause. It is the cause, my soul. Let me not name it to you, you chase stars. It is the cause. Yet I'll not shed her blood, nor scar that whiter skin of hers than snow, and smooth as monumental alabaster. Yet she must die, else she'll betray more men. Persuade justice to break her sword. One more. One more. Be thus when thou art dead, and I will kill thee and love thee after. One more, and this the last. It's so sweet, it's not so fatal. I must weep, but they are cruel tears. This sorrow's heavenly. It strikes where it doth love. Ah, oh, she wakes. Nothello. I, Desdemona. Will you come to bed, my lord? Have you prayed tonight, Desdemona? I, my lord. If you bethink yourself of any crime, unreconciled as yet to heaven and grace, solicit for it straight. Alas, my lord, what do you mean by that? Well, do it, and be brief. I would not kill thy unprepared spirit. No, heaven forfend, I would not kill thy soul. Talk you of killing. I, I do. Then heaven, heaven have mercy on me. Amen, <laughs> with all my heart. If you say so, I, I hope you will not kill me. Think on thy sins. They are loves, I bear to you. Aye, and for that thou diest. That death's unnatural that kills for loving. Some bloody passion shakes your very frame. But handkerchief, which I so loved and gave thee, thou gavest to Cassio. No, no, by my life and soul, send for the man and ask him. Sweet soul, take heed. Take heed of perjury thou art on thy deathbed. Lord, have mercy on 
on me? I say amen. And have you mercy too. I never did offend you in my life. Never loved Cassio, but with such general warranty of heaven as I might love. I, I, I never gave him By talking. heaven, I saw my handkerchief in his hand. He found it then. I never gave it to him. Sent for him hither. Let him confess the truth. He hath confessed. What? My lord? That he hath used thee. He will not say so. No. His mouth is stopped. Honest Iago hath taken order for it. Oh, my fear interprets. What? Is he dead? Outstrump it. Oh, Weepest thou for him to my face? You banish me, my lord. But kill me not. Down, ah, Kill me tomorrow. Let me live tonight. It is oh. too late. Oh. Oh. Dead, not yet quite dead. I that am cruel and yet merciful, I would not have thee linger in thy pain. So, so, my lord, my lord. Who's that? Come in, Emilia. What's the matter with you now? Cassio, my lord, hath killed a young Venetian called Rodrigo. Rodrigo killed and Cassio killed. No, Cassio's not killed. Not Cassio killed. <sighs> then murder's out of tune and sweet revenge grows harsh. Oh, Lord, what cry is that? That? What? Out in the last. That was my lady's voice. Sweet Desdemona, oh, oh, sweet mistress, sweet mistress, speak, oh, oh, who hath done this deed? She's like a liar, gone to burning hell. T'was I that killed her. Oh, the more angels she, and you the blacker devil. She turned to folly, and she was a whore. Thou dost belie her, and thou art a devil. She was false as water. Thou art rash as fire to say that she was false. Oh, she was heavenly true. Cassio did top her. Ask thy husband else. My husband? Aye. It was he that told me first. My friend, thy husband. Honest, honest, Iago. If he say so, may his pernicious soul rot half a grain a day. He lies to the heart. She was too fond of her most filthy bargain! Go thou, do thy worst! This deed of thine is no more worthy heaven than thou wast worthy her! Oh, peace, sugar! Thou hast not half that power to do me harm as I have to be hurt! Oh! 
Oh, girl, oh, dolt, as ignorant as dirt, thou hast done a deed. I'll make thee known, though I lost twenty lives. Help! Help! Oh, help! The more hath killed my mistress! Murder! Murder! Matter! How now, gentlemen? Oh, are you come, Yago? Disprove this villain, if thou beest a man. He says thou toldst him that his wife was false. I know thou didst not. Thou art not such a villain. Speak, for my heart is full. I, I told him what I thought, and told no more than what he found himself was apt and true. But did you ever tell him she was false? I did. He told a lie. An odious, damned lie. Upon my soul, a lie, a wicked lie. My mistress here lies murdered in her bed. Oh, heavens forfend. And your reports have set the murder on. Oh, monstrous act. Mad. I charge you, get you home. Thou hast killed the sweetest innocent that e'er did lift up I. Tis pitiful, but yet Iago knows that she, with Cassio, hath the act of shame a thousand times committed. Cassio confessed it, and she did gratify his amorous words with that recognizance and pledge of love which I first gave her. I saw it in his hand. It was a handkerchief, an antique token my father gave my mother. Oh, thou dull moor! That handkerchief thou speakst of, I found my fortune and did give my husband, for offered with a solemn earnestness, more than indeed belonged to such a trifle, he begged of me to steal it. Filth, thou liar! Oh, oh, my heaven! I do not, I do not, gentlemen! Oh, oh, murderous coxcomb! What should such a fool do when so good a woman? Are there no stones in heaven but what serve for the thunder? Precious failure! Iago's gone, but his wife's killed. I'll after that same villain for this damned slave! Who can control his fate? Tis not so now. Here is my journey's end. Here is my bottom very sea mark of my utmost sail. Where should a fellow go? Now. How dost thou look now, oh, ill-starred wench, pale as thy smoke, when we shall meet at Comtis? Look of thine will hurl my soul from heaven, and fiends will snatch at it cold, cold, my girl, even like thy chastity. Oh, cursed slave! <laughs> What is this rash and most unfortunate man? That's he that was Othello. Here I am. Where is that viper? Bring the villain Iago forth. 
I look down towards his feet, but that's a fable. If that thou beest a devil, I cannot kill thee. I plead, sir, but not kill. I am not sorry, neither. I'd have thee live. For in my sense, tis happiness to die. This wretch hath part confessed his villainy. Did you and he consent in Cassio's death? I. Dear General, I never gave you cause. I do believe it, and I ask your pardon. Will you, I pray, demand that demi-devil why he hath thus ensnared my soul and body? Demand, demand me nothing. What you know, you know. <laughs> From this time forth I never will speak word. Oh, thou pernicious caitiff. How came you, Cassio, by that handkerchief that was my wife's? I found it in my chamber, and he himself confessed, but even now, that there he dropped it for a special purpose which wrought to his desire. Oh, You must forsake this room and go with us. Your power and your command is taken off and Cassio rules in Cyprus. For this slave, if there be any cunning cruelty that can torment him much and hold him long, it shall be his. You shall close prisoner rest till that the nature of your fault be known to the Venetian state. Come, bring him away. Soft you a word or two before you go. I have done the state some service, and they know it. No more of that. I pray you, in your letters, when you shall these unlucky deeds relate, speak of me as I am. Nothing extenuate nor set down aught in malice, then must you speak of one that loved not wisely, but too well, of one not easily jealous, but being wrought, perplexed in the extreme of one whose hand, like the base Indian, threw a pearl away richer than all his tribe of one whose subdued eyes, albeit unused to the melting mood dropped Tears as fast as the Arabian trees, their medicinal gum. Set you down this, and say besides that in Aleppo once, where a malignant and a turban Turk beat a Venetian and traduced the state, I took by the throat the circumcised dog and smote him. Oh. 
kiss thee ere I killed me. No way but this. <laughs> Killing myself to die upon a kiss. Bloody period. All that spoke is marred. This did I fear, but thought he had no weapon, for he was great of heart. O oh, Spartan dog, more foul than anguish, hunger, or the sea, look on the tragic loading of this bed. This is thy work, the object poisoned sight. Let it be hid. To you, Cassio, Lord Governor, remains the censure of this hellish villain. The time, the place, the torture, oh, enforce it. Myself will straight aboard unto the state this heavy act with heavy heart relate. In Othello by William Shakespeare, Othello was Khaled Abdallah, Desdemona Cassie Layton, Cassio Max Bennett, and Iago Matthew Needham. Brabantio was Neil McCall, the Duke of Venice Jessica Turner, Rodrigo Clive Hayward, and Amelia Betris Jones. Montano was Peter Polycarpu, Lodovico Ian Cunningham, Bianca Heather Craney, and all other parts were played by Sargon Yelda and Hassan Dixon. Othello was adapted and directed for radio by Emma Harding. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.